everybody, and welcome to another episode of NGI's Hub & Flow podcast. I'm Jamison Coughlin, senior editor of LNG. Uh, as usual, I'm talking to you from Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Uh, the aim of our podcast is to explore the issues that matter most to North American natural gas and beyond. Uh, so we've been hearing a lot in recent weeks about the possibility of increased U.S. natural gas imports. And we're not talking about pipeline imports from the usual suspect up in Canada. We're talking about international gas, LNG that's been reloaded in Europe, offtake from Nigeria, cargoes coming from the Caribbean. So why would the world's largest natural gas producer and one of its biggest exporters need imports, especially during the, the summer when demand is lower? Uh, that's what we're going to talk about today. So let's get started and drop into context. Uh, a buzz has sort of worked up in recent weeks as a few ships were thought to be headed toward the U.S. with LNG from faraway ports. Uh, we first heard about the British Diamond, which received a reload in Belgium, where it looks like the Port Authority incorrectly flagged the ship as destined for Sabine Pass in Louisiana. That never happened, uh, nor did the ship's transponder indicate that it was ever headed this way. Uh, the ship unloaded in Italy and made its way toward Trinidad and Tobago. The Kinesis also sailed for Trinidad, where it loaded a partial cargo and headed for Cove Point in Maryland, which raised some antennas, but ultimately that ship picked up an even bigger load at Cove Point and left the U.S. Uh, it did not unload here. Other ships that are headed toward the Atlantic Basin right now are also being monitored. But another developing storyline as of this recording is the Madrid Spirit, which loaded a cargo in Nigeria on May 25th, headed for the U.S. and is now berthed at Elba Island LNG in Georgia with that cargo. Uh, and it's berthed there as I'm talking to you now. Uh, we don't know yet if it is unloaded, but there was a fire at Elba a few weeks ago that knocked out a small liquefaction unit. So the facility might need that LNG. But the bigger factor in all of this is the global gas glut, COVID-19's impact on demand and, and converging prices that have really all sort of coalesced around the $2 range in the coming months. As prices bounce on that floor, it creates opportunities for, for traders to maybe do some strange things and, and make some money in parts of the world that they might not normally. Uh, most U.S. LNG comes during the winter. It amounted to about 52 billion cubic feet last year. Most of that came from Trinidad. Uh, since lower 48 exports started in 2016, very few facilities have taken in gas. Uh, and the bulk of imports land in the northeast at Exelon's Everett Import Terminal in Massachusetts. Last month, though, you had this situation where Henry Hub prices were at about $1.70 and European benchmarks like the National Balancing Point and the Tidal Transfer Facility were around a dollar. So at that point, those selling cargoes might have been able to cover that 60 cent or so spread for things like shipping costs to get LNG to the U.S. And I've been told recently that there, there has been some Atlantic demand and there were some European reloads, but those worked their way into South America, I guess. If you have a situation, though, where European prices stay low and Henry Hub prices go higher, uh, you could see some cargoes landing on American soil over the summer. Uh, if they can't find a home elsewhere, then th that's a very uh, real possibility. And just a reminder, too, most U.S. LNG uh, prices are linked to Henry Hub. Uh, 
So how much gas could come to the U.S. and uh, you know what would happen to it? Uh, first, imports aren't likely to be regasified and sent onto the U.S. pipeline grid. They would most likely land in storage tanks, particularly at facilities along the Gulf Coast. Uh, that would reduce the need for feed gas, and those volumes would be re-exported. Um, a suggestion has also been floated that we could see a few cargoes per month arriving in the U.S. this summer, which is practically unheard of. But right now, the prices don't support that. Uh, Henry Hub has been range bound in that dollar sixty to dollar ninety range for for quite a while now, uh, and the benchmark could even see more downward pressure considering that we're in injection season. There's lackluster demand, and the drop in U.S. LNG exports really hasn't been offset all that much by declining production. So European prices um, have rebounded slightly too, uh, and are now closer to Henry Hub than they were last month in May. Henry is seen firming up later in the year, but European prices are too. And while the strip shows Henry moving above $3 next year, European and Asian prices move well ahead of that mark um, over the same time if you look at the strip right now. So it would be uneconomic to send LNG this way. Uh, Even for LNG producers that are closer, like Trinidad, the, the numbers don't support it either. But, you know, anything is is possible right now, I guess. Uh, we have a distressed market. Trinidad could give a U.S. buyer a deal or a broker could line up a reload in Europe if the ARB window opens, and, and, and that makes sense. So it's likely we could see some surprises, but it's unlikely that we'll see a significant amount of gas imported to the U.S. this summer. Okay, uh, that's it for today. Thanks for listening to NGI's Hub & Flow podcast. Natural Gas Intelligence is a price reporting agency that focuses on natural gas and LNG news, data and price indexes for the North American markets. Uh, We believe that price transparency empowers businesses, economies, and communities, and this podcast is part of our effort to add to that transparency. If you have more interest in the global gas trade, please visit our website at natgasintel.com and check out our newest publication, LNG Insight. Uh, Until next time, stay safe and healthy.